Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two films up for review this week. It's the 2021 remake by the one and only Steven Spielberg of West Side Story and Red Rocket from Sean Baker and A24. First up is West Side Story. It's directed by Steven Spielberg and it is based on the 1957 musical by Leonard Bernstein, Steven Sondheim, Arthur Lawrence, and Jerome Robbins. And okay, I have to admit up front, I am not the biggest fan of West Side Story. In fact, I'm not a fan of West Side Story. I acknowledge and the impact it has had on us as a culture and as a piece of art, you know, both for musicals and films because it was adapted in 1961 into a movie. I get it. It's just not my personal cup of tea you know I also it's based on Romeo and Juliet and I do find Romeo and Juliet I know it's a tragic love story blah 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 all these things it's a defining piece of drama but I have always found it incredibly absurd because I'm like oh this is just about young dumb horny teens and that is not a super compelling story to me maybe I'm too much of a cynic or whatever it may be but I've just not I'm not enamored of Romeo and Juliet and therefore West Side Story and therefore this other version of West Side Story. I totally get that it is many other people's cups of tea and I respect that. But just the idea that, you know, two teens who are like, I just met them, but I love them. I find it too hard to invest in and be believable. But that's a me thing. Anyway, because I don't love the core of it, I probably was not going to be inclined to like this remake. And unfortunately, I found that to be correct. Because if you don't like the source material, very rarely is an adaptation going to change your mind. I think there are cases where that's happened, but none come to mind right now. So all of that being said, I also don't think that West Side Story is something that needed to be remade. You know, for better or for worse, the original film, at least, because that is something that everyone has access to the same version of. You know, it ha it certainly had its problems. Um, I think the, the script and the story itself has problems in terms of race and representation. And then there's also the production part of it, where it's like, okay, well, you've got a Greek person playing the head of the Puerto Ricans, but they're like, no, it's fine. He can do a possibly offensive accent and, and slap on some tanner, and that's totally fine. <laughs> you know, I would like to think that we have made some progress in terms of representation since 1961. We have a very long way to go still. But because the other film is 60 years old, you know, I think you can sort of compartmentalize and be like, all right, it was a product of its time. I'm willing to maybe overlook some of the issues here and just focus on the story. But when you remake it in the 2020s and you still make it a period piece, it tries to sort of overcorrect for some of the political incorrectness. But for every problem it tries to solve, I feel like it actually generates another problem. And so it was a very tough viewing experience for me. I think uh, also just as a baseline challenge here, Ansel Elgort plays Tony and uh, Ansel Elgort as a person is a uh, is alleged to have some pretty problematic things about him. It's harder, it's even harder to overlook those things, or I, I mean, I can't overlook those things personally, but if he had given a super compelling performance, maybe it would have been like, I understand why you cast this person. Maybe Steven Spielberg didn't know at the time when he cast him and it had already been filmed and it was like, oh, we can't back out now. I don't think that's a valid excuse. But either way, if he had been a great Tony, I'd be like, ah, yes, okay, mm, I kind of see why you did this or we're willing to take the heat on this. He's not. He's not that great of a Tony. I also think Tony in general, kind of a boring character. I do think this 2021 version tries to give more characters a bit of a backstory and flush out the sort of reason for the culture gap between the sharks and the jets and, and immigrants and not. But it's still using a lot of the language that is problematic. And again, it's trying to be like, oh, well, it's, oh, it's a, it's a period piece. But I'm like, 
then don't do it. Just let the original one stand as it is. The original one, to, for its time especially, was a really well done piece of cinema. You know, I think this version adds in some more camera work and they have a bigger budget. So you've got like a lot more extras than you do in, say, the 1961 film version. But that doesn't make it a better film. You know, I think the added contextual scenes only can add so much. Uh, Rachel Zegler plays Maria. I think she does a fine job. To me, both this and the 1961 version have been carried by the Anitas. In this one, Anita is played by Ariana DeBose. Uh, ironically, Rita Moreno returns in this one. She's not playing Anita, but she is playing Valentina, who kind of replaces the character of Doc. I just, you know, I get it. I appreciate it. They've cast some actual Latinx people as the Puerto Ricans, although ironically, they didn't cast only Puerto Ricans as the Puerto Ricans, which it's not a monolith. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, you really couldn't find that many Puerto Rican actors who can sing and dance. Like, really? You only need a couple of them to be in the main, main speaking parts. So we're not all interchangeable here, people. But anyway, I didn't see enough of a reason to remake this film because, tiny spoiler alert, you know, if you're aware of how Romeo and Juliet ends or if you're aware of how West Side Story ends, like, it's a romantic tragedy. And so it's like, okay, well, the conflict is still going to be there. You are not able to say anything new because of the way the story resolves in terms of like, oh, kumbaya -ness. So why remake it? I get the sense that I'm probably in the minority of people who are not a fan of this film, but I'm really just so frustrated by the fact that this doesn't do anything compelling and new in terms of advancing storytelling or musicals or any representation even. And the amount of budget that went into this could have made I don't know, five films probably from up and coming filmmakers who are telling diverse new stories. So that's what frustrates me is that the Hollywood system is like, you know what, let's remake this classic. We'll let Steven Spielberg do it because he's Steven Spielberg. But there is just a lack of interest in originality these days. I think if you're already a musical theater fan or a fan of the original West Side Story film or whatever it may be, you're going to enjoy this. But I think if you were not familiar with the story, but interested in watching a version of it, I'm actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to recommend the 1961 version because at least you can go into it and being like mm, product of its time they didn't know any better whereas now they should know better and I think they are trying to solve some of the inherent issues but it's also being written and produced by white men who, who don't have to deal with the immigrant experience or being a person of color or being an other and so there is a hollowness or performative nature to the scenes they're writing that just it didn't speak true to me so if you had no idea about any of West Side Story etc etc Go with the 1961 film if you are not a musical person at all or you are like me and possibly a sad cynic and you don't like Romeo and Juliet or West Side Story. You know, this is a skip for you. I personally am going to give this three out of five. I do think there's some craft and artistry to that. I do think all the actors, aside from maybe Ansel Elgort, are trying hard in the roles. Like the acting isn't bad except for him. He's like a wooden piece of cardboard. And I would say the same ironically goes for the original Tony performance. So it, it's part of it's just the character is really, really milk toast. But three out of five for me. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. And then the other film I have this week is called Red Rocket. And this is a this is definitely an interesting one. This is one of the most bizarre viewing experiences I've also ever had at a film. It's from writer-director Sean Baker, who did The Florida Project a couple of years ago. And he is just so good at capturing the spirit of non-actors and these like weird sort of micro communities. A lot of the time they are from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. I think there's a lot of overlooked people in these communities that there are some really interesting stories for. So the film centers around a character played by Simon Rex, who was an MTV person from back in the day. I think I remember him from like some trashy 90s movie, like Euro Trip or so something along those lines. But he plays a character called Mikey who returns from California to his hometown in Texas. And he has been making his living in the adult industry business. He has fallen on hard times and so returns to his 
wife, still legally his wife and her mother, uh, back in Texas to lay low and stay out of trouble. Well, and then he meets a too young girl played by a Susanna Sun, who just really spectacular performance in this, but made me so uncomfortable. Uh, who plays a young woman named Strawberry? So it's about this small Texas town and this character who thinks he's so big for his britches, who has to return. And and it's I think about the stories we tell ourselves when we're in low times and the stories we tell others. And there are so many moments where you know take the adult industry part of it out of it, where I was like, I know this character. This I've heard this character before. I like I know the people who are this character who you know tell themselves the same story over and over about how they're the best at this thing and and they were responsible for this thing's success and this thing's success and man you know when they get back they're going to do this with their money and funding and you know it, you could probably interchange any industry with this and you'd be like I know a person who is that character so the reason that this was the most possibly one of the most uncomfortable viewing experiences for me it's a pretty graphic movie and the screening I was at was at the Mill Valley Film Festival and uh, this film does have full frontal nudity in it a fair amount of it and Simon Rex's mother was sitting right in front of me so you know I don't know about everyone else but I find it uncomfortable enough to watch something that graphic with other people around let alone the star of its mother sitting right in front of you. So I almost spent half the film watching her reaction to it because I was like, oh no. It's very much a character study film. It's very interesting. If you like Sean Baker's other work, I think you'll like this. It fits right in with Tangerine and all this other stuff. If it sounds a little too risque for you, I'm not going to push you to see. I'm not going to say like, oh, this is the greatest film of all time. You have to see it. But I do think if you want to watch a film about a character who feels so incredibly real, then I do think Red Rocket is worth checking out. I'm going to give it 3.8 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.